Hello Profit Chasers, welcome to the Football Betting Podcast. I'm your host Tom Pipkin and I'm joined as ever by my co-host Tom Walker. Hi guys, welcome to the show, thank you for tuning in. We've got a, an interesting show for you today, we've got the FA Cup fourth round. So lots of games to cover in that one. Then we've got a handful of championship games and then quite a few League 1 and League 2 fixtures. So we're going to pick out our best from all of the competitions on offer this weekend. Absolutely, yeah. There's uh, plenty of opportunity. I'm so really excited to get the show on the road. Yeah, some lovely little outsider prices as well in the FA Cup as we'll cover in due course. So shall we dive straight in without any further ado uh, to the FA Cup? So you can start us off, Tom. Yes, the FA Cup is back. It's the fourth round. Uh, there's some very tasty ties. We'll go through the ones that we think are going to win, first of all, and then we'll have a bit of a conversation about uh, some of the bigger clubs and the uh, more enticing ties, shall we say. Um, so I'm going to start with a championship team. I'm looking at Millwall. And Millwall are at home to League One Rochdale. So we all know Millwall are very strong at home. That is reflected in their price. They are 4-7. to seven. The draw is 14-5. to five, And Rochdale are 5-1. to one. So as I mentioned, we all know that Millwall are strong at home. And Rochdale are equally pretty poor, which makes this a very attractive bet. Uh, they've won just one of their last six games. Their form is very, very patchy. Whereas Millwall have not lost at home since the 4th of November. Uh, that was actually a very surprising 1-0 home defeat by Burton Albion, would you believe? Um, since then, they've faced Sheffield United, Middlesbrough, Wolves, QPR, Preston, and held them all and beat some of them as well. So very attractive proposition, I think. Yep, completely agree with that one and it is reflected in the odds that Millwall should comfortably win this probably to nil. As you say, strong at home, 8th best home record in the champ, Millwall, whereas in League 1, Rochdale have got the worst away record as we so often say on the show, so can see nothing else other than a comfortable Millwall victory here. Boring tie though. <laughs> Terrible tie, Terrible. <laughs> will be last on match of the day or whatever program as the FA Cup price. <laughs> yeah, we'll be stone last. But you know, like I said, not the best price, is it, for Millwall? Like they're they're, they're no wolves. But hmm. um yeah, it is is a surefire winner for me. Yeah, absolutely. I'd I'd look into the Either the win to nil market for this one for Millwall or perhaps the minus one on the handicap because you could easily see a 2 nil comfortable, steady win here. I don't think Neil House's men are going to be uh, tested. Um, Millwall, their, their last clean sheet came the 29th of December in a 1 nil home win against QPR. Uh, since then, they have been a little bit leaky, but they score more than people give them credit for, yep. myself included. I just automatically think of Millwall as a team that wins 1-0 if they ever win. Yeah. Draw 0-0, draw 1-1. But they've put some decent decent goals away, especially recently. Three past Sheffield United, four past Leeds at the weekend, four past Barnsley. Yeah, they're, they're a really attractive uh, proposition. and Maybe I don't give them enough credit. No, certainly getting the credit they deserve this weekend because they should comfortably win. 
Um, I'm going to take us to Meadow Lane, where Notts County are at home to Swansea. And I'm going to tip the Premier League side here, Swansea. I think they're really good odds, actually. 10 to 11. Notts County seem to have gone off the rails a little bit recently. They're currently sat in second still in League 2. However, they've just lost their last two games at home against Exeter and against Crawley. And they've got major, major discipline problems. They've they had two men sent off against Crawley. Absolute head loss at the end of the game that cost them in the 90th minute via a penalty. And Swansea, on the other hand, they're looking much, much better under Carlos Carvajal, aren't they? The win yeah. against Liverpool on Monday night highlights how far this team's come. Absolutely. And, you know, again, me, me and you, I don't think we've agreed with a single managerial appointment no. <laughs> during the season. Carvajal, again, was one where we thought, oh, well, you know, just kind of seemed to pluck him from nowhere. Really, just kind of, oh, you're available, the job's there. In yeah, you go. yeah. Um, but he he has done well. And, um, you know, I thought Swansea were dead certs to go down. I'm not going to lie to you. And uh, it's looking like they, they may actually stay up. So, yeah, he's done a great job. And you're right about knots. Something's not quite right. I know it will be a pretty much a full house um, at Meadow Lane and it will be a tough proposition but Swansea shouldn't have any problems and at 10 to 11 oh, it's a steal yeah Premier League against League 2 opposition it's it is an absolutely great price and what I liked about what Carlos Carvajal has been doing in the FA Cup so far when they played Wolves in the last round he played a really strong side which is uh, not something you can say for some of the other Premier League clubs um, despite their league position which they're bottom of the Prem and the priorities, which are obviously getting out of that relegation zone, these cup runs and winning throughout the rounds can breed a lot of confidence. And I think he realises that. And I like to see him play these stronger sides and keep winning, even if it is lower league opposition. Yes, yeah, it's, it's all momentum. Obviously, he's not been in the job long, so he's trying to trying to figure out, you know, who are his better players, who can he rely on, uh, who's fitting well into systems. Yeah, me and you have gone on for almost a year now as the podcast approaches its first birthday. Lower Premier League side should be trying to win every cup competition. Absolutely. Every one. Every single one. So, yeah, um, definitely agree with you on that one. I'm going to take us on into the next one as well, and that is our beloved Nottingham Forest away at struggling hull and forests are a really really good price at two to one we all know well if you don't know you will now because we're going to bang on about it forest beat wolves away last weekend two nil in an absolutely fantastic performance uh, wolves did literally didn't look like scoring all game one of my friends at work went to the game he's a wolves fan he said that forest was so solid which shocked me he said we we're niggly which shocked me and he said it was almost a team with shades of Neil Warnock in them. And I was thinking, oh God, what's what's Karanka done to this Forest team? Is it <laughs> what's been happening on this training ground? But it's it's something that I think is great to see. He's making us tough to beat. Um, previously in this fixture this season, Forest won three two away at uh, the KCOM. and Hull are in big big danger. When Slutsky was manager, they're one of the highest scoring teams in the league. Now with Nigel Adkins, they literally can't hit a barn door. 
In the last eight games, they've failed to score on six occasions. So all is not well at Hall at the moment. And I think Forrest can continue this momentum that beating Wolves will give them. Yeah, I mean, it's only one victory and we have to remember it's early days. But as you said, the the match reports that I read, the Twitter reaction was huge for Forrest. It was, you know, there were Wolves fans saying best team to come to Molyneux this season by far. Um you know, watch out for Forrest and Karanka in the next couple of yeah. seasons. It it was very surprising. You know, you don't often get that over just like, after just one win. And like you said, to to be labelled as gritty and solid, <laughs> yeah, it, it baffles you. Like under <laughs> Warburton, we were so pretty and flaky. It was unbelievable. So yeah, really, really, really positive signs for Forrest. Hull, as you said, on the other hand, there. They're having a wretched season. If it wasn't for Sunderland doing so badly and the fact that they're a bigger club, Hull would be held in the same kind of same kind of scrutiny because Absolutely. it's just not good enough. Absolutely. Especially since they sacked Slutsky, brought in Adkins, who's meant to give them that new manager boost. They've not had it whatsoever. He's taken away the one thing which they did have, which was goals. Yeah, and now now they've won one game in 17. Uh, obviously, <laughs> that stretches back to the Slutsky uh, era as well. But, like, again, we talk about appointments we didn't agree with. Adkins was right up there for me. How he got that job, I, I will never, ever know. Well, the, the entire list of candidates was absolutely dreadful, if you remember when I read them yeah. out to you. Yeah, we went through them all, didn't we? And there was just zero, yeah. zero there. It's not an attractive team to manage. Like They've got a good stadium. We forget they're relegated just last year from the Premier League, but terrible playing squad, awful owners, fans don't, Fans are disenchanted. And yeah, I think Forrest at 2-1 to one is definitely worth a shout. And I'm just hoping Karanka plays a strong team. I think he will, championship on championship. Yeah, uh, I think he will, and I think that's a good tip. Uh, we're going to talk about some games that may not be uh, the most lucrative, but we think they're going to be pretty straightforward. Uh, we're going to start at Anfield, so the seven forty-five kickoff uh, is Liverpool against West Brom, um, and despite West Brom's improvement over the last three weeks, we do expect Liverpool to win. Uh, even though they did the most Liverpool thing ever and followed up that 4-3 over Man City by losing 1-0 away at Swansea. Yeah, they, they definitely should win. Um, it just annoys me so much that they beat Man City and ruined their unbeaten season and then they just go and lose to Swansea. They don't even it's score. Just... It's criminal. It's criminal. And you said last week on the podcast, if Liverpool do not beat Swansea next week, Klopp has to question the motivation of the players. And he, he does. He's got to. He, he has got to. He's got to question their motivation. You can't just get up for the big games. You can't. And this has been Liverpool's problem for a number of seasons under Klopp. I think it's probably his third year. And they've always been known to rise to the big games and fall to the small guys. And what else could it be? He's got a question motivation. Yeah, 
He completely does. Comfortable win though for for Liverpool. Would you think here at, at one to four? Do you reckon West Brom could score? Yeah, West Brom could score. Rondon in particular looked, even though he doesn't score a lot, he looked very promising. Uh, he was fantastic away at Everton. Yeah, um, and yeah, I think West Brom to score, but Liverpool to win. I think is a bet if you want a little bit more of a uh, bit more of a price about it, a bit more, bit more returns. Yeah, West Brom have uh, scored in each of their last five games, which is more than you can say for Liverpool. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> We're going to follow that one up by talking about Chelsea. How do you feel about Chelsea, Tom? They're two to five. They're at home to to Rafa's Newcastle. They seem to be back. If uh, the victory against Brighton is anything to go by, the Amex is a it can be a tough place to go, and they absolutely wiped the floor with them four 0 wasn't it, last weekend? Um, Unbelievable football as well. Can I just add? Yeah, they were they were sumptuous to watch. Yeah, they were. Um, it's nice to see Batshuayi get a start up front. I thought. As you probably did as well, they go with Hazard up top because Morata wasn't available, but they did go with Batshuayi and uh, he had his part to play in a couple of the goals, which is good for him. But when Hazard's on form like that, you can't stop him. You just cannot stop him. I think they're going to be too much for Newcastle at home. I fancy pretty much anybody against Newcastle at the moment. Yeah, Newcastle are two banks of four. Uh, maybe a bank of four and a five, actually. Um, you know, away at City and home at City, it's been well documented that they just sat back. I think it'll be the same here. I actually expect Rafa to rotate and give some players some opportunities, even though he should be doing his best to win the game. But yeah, Chelsea for me are, are just going to... Two, three, four, nil, maybe it will be incredibly comfortable. Yeah, touching on um, Chelsea's recent transfer news as well. Of course, Kennedy has gone from Chelsea on loan to Newcastle. Uh, that happened on Tuesday. He won't be available to play this game, of course, against his parent club. Chelsea, on the hand, on the other hand, are linked with every big man striker under the sun. It seems, and uh, it looks like they could have settled on Edin Dzeko. Well, Dzeko is the best of the bunch by a mile. An absolute country mile. I <laughs> I don't know if, if Sky Sports are just trying to wind everyone up, but the Peter Crouch, the Ashley Barnes, the Andy Carroll, like I it was literally any Englishman who can fill the quota over six foot who can head. Yeah, literally. Like, lit, like I respect all of those players. All of them. They're all good professionals, they're all Premier League players, but Come on, yeah. Come on, I I honestly would in looking to get in a Crouch Chelsea shirt if that happened. <laughs> I, I I would adore it, but uh, yeah, Jacko. Well, I think he's a fantastic second second choice striker. New lease of life at Roma after uh, being a sub at City. Yeah, but he's always pretty impressive at City. I thought when he had his chance, he he seemed to get plenty of goals off the bench. When he got his chance yeah, to start, I, yeah, I totally agree. I was always a huge fan of his, um, and he's he's done really well in Italy. So, yeah, um, Chelsea will be looking to uh, probably bring him in, and um, with it being a World Cup year, for me, Batshuayi's got to get out of there. Yeah, um, if they bring Jacko in, 
Uh, obviously, Bosnia are not at the World Cup, so he can afford to be a second string. Batshuayi, he needs to be in that squad. He's never going to play up front with Mertens and Lukaku, etc. But he should—he's got to be in that squad, and he's got to seal a six-month loan somewhere. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Come to Forest, mate. Come to Forest. We'll look after you. Ben Brereton, mate. That's <laughs> why I, I won't get in. Let's move on to the managerial heavyweight clash. Two European giants. Two pedigree managers who are very, very similar. Neil Warnock against Pep Guardiola. <laughs> Tom, are you on the side of Yorkshire grit or uh, Spanish flair? Oh, I think I've got to fall on the side of uh, a Spanish flair, but you know what? I wouldn't mind seeing a bit of Yorkshire grit roughing the city boys up and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Warnock doing a number on Pep, Pep Guardiola. <laughs> it would be unbelievable. I, I think like we have to respect where Cardiff are in the league. It's not like they're playing you know, some down-and-out League 2 team or whatever, but Bristol City, they gave, they gave it a go. Um, and City still won. I think it'll be lower scoring, um, but I think it'll be a similar story. Yeah, I, I agree. I think Man City will maybe run out 2-0 winners. I don't... I don't think Cardiff offer as much attacking threat as Bristol City probably do. They're much more likely, I think, to try and nab one goal and then sit in and hold it, I think, and frustrate and time waste. Yeah, absolutely. I think what Warnock will try and do is he'll try and keep it very, very tight the whole game. He'll try not to concede early and then he'll push... Uh, through set pieces, long throws and things like that, like the last 15 minutes. Yeah. I think that's what he'll try and do. Yeah. But uh, City, 2-7, to seven, standard Man City price this season, really. I don't think I've bet on them once <laughs> <laughs> since the start of the season because it's just not worth it. It's just something for Man City to be wary of. The last time these two played each other at the Cardiff City Stadium, Cardiff won 3-2. That was probably Premier League days, I reckon. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and all that, I think so. It was in 2013. Yeah, I'm just looking now. Um, it was, I don't know if you remember, uh, Fraser Campbell scored twice, Aaron Gunnarsson. Yeah, it was the uh, the Premier League days. Man City scorers that day, Edin Dzeko, who we just mentioned, and Alvaro Negredo. Interesting, interesting. So, substitute them for Sane, De Bruyne. Sterling Aguero, and uh, I think they're in trouble. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Negredo seems to have fell off the face of the earth a bit. What's he doing himself? I think he's at Valencia, just kind of doing his thing. Earning wage. Yeah, yeah. just just looking very handsome. <laughs> uh, just looking very handsome. Oh, no, I, I do apologise. He plays at Besiktas. Oh, sorry, I should have known. He's finished. He's not quite MLS finished. So he must be in Turkey. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's in Turkey. It's crazy to think that last year he uh, he was at Middlesbrough. Yeah, he Isn't was. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, it doesn't feel like it. It feels like he was there with Mendieta and Ravanelli. But... <laughs> it does. Oh, last year. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so let's talk about probably the biggest tie of the weekend. Um, it's at Hewish Park, and a certain Mr. Sanchez may make his debut. Um, Yeovil are facing Manchester United at home. Yeovil Town are 16 to 1. The draw is 6 to 1. And we're continuing with the Sixers. United are 1 to 6. Uh, <laughs> kicks off at 5 to 8 on the Friday, so the 26th of January. Tom, little word on the game, which I know I can probably guess what you're going to say. And then obviously we have to talk about the uh, Sanchez Mkhitaryan deal. Yeah, I think it's going to be a comfortable win for Yeovil, Tom, at 16-1. to 1. <laughs> Absolutely. Those dressing rooms, I don't know if uh, anyone's seen the pictures on Twitter, but uh, Yeovil have kind of tweeted out pictures of their dressing room just to, uh, you know, just to remind United what they're coming into. It's bloody awful. <laughs> Is it like Sunday league it's standard? Terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. Oh, I mean, me and Tom played... You know, low Saturday, Sunday football. It it's not far off. It's, <laughs> it's really not far off. Um, obviously, we expect United to uh, to win that pretty comfortably. Yeah, I'd say three 0 if I had to put a score on it. So, I think it's worth looking into the handicap market for Man United. I think you'll definitely get minus one on it. Um, then depends how adventurous and how much you fancy United when the starting lineups come out, of course, because that's what's so important to remember in the FA Cup games. You, you just don't know until 45 minutes before whether it's worth betting on a team or not really, because you don't know what the team sheets are going to be. So, Yeah, it can be, uh, it can be a little dicey, um, but I think in terms of the result, I think they'll... They'll probably win maybe 2 or 3 nil. Um Let's talk about Sanchez Mkhitaryan. Yep. Let's... So this is obviously a big talking point at the moment in football. Uh, we may as well have our take on it. Everyone else has. Who do you think's got the better deal? Uh, do you think United are overpaying uh, in terms of wages for Sanchez? Um, and do you think Arsenal can reignite Mkhitaryan's fire? To be honest, I think... Both sides have got a pretty good deal out of this one without wanting to fence it too much. Obviously, Arsenal are going to lose Sanchez on a free at the end of the season. So they get what would be, I don't know, a, you'd say Mkhitaryan is probably a £50 million player, would you not, in these kind of markets at the moment? They get someone who I think will be able to play their natural game much better under Arsene Wenger than under Man United, so Arsenal tend to play the more expansive style of football. Um, and it will only benefit Mkhitaryan and Arsenal, as we mentioned last week, if they do get a Aubameyang in as well from Dortmund, which it looks like they probably will do now. So that could be a great link-up for, for Arsenal and a really successful January transfer window. Man United, on the other hand, get that kind of player who's got that grit and determination about him and he... He's a guy who, when things aren't going so well, if they're struggling to break down a team, he'll grab that team by the scruff of the neck and he'll get you that goal. They're paying him a fair whack, but I think he'll be worth the money. You do? Yeah. Okay. Do you not? So, 
that obviously you've had your say. I'll uh, just share my opinion. Um, I actually think that the whole deal, I don't think is, it's a big deal, but I don't think either team is pulling off anything spectacular. I think it's been blown out of proportion. It's January, not a lot's going on in the transfer window. Uh, This is the biggest deal, and I feel like it's been really blown out of proportion. Um, Yes, Sanchez is a talented player, uh, but also you have to look at his age, 29. His best days are arguably behind him as a wide player. Manu will be hoping he can have the same kind of impact that Robin Van Persie did. Uh, Van Persie is held in high regard by United fans, even though he only spent, you know, two good seasons at United. They'll be looking for a similar impact from Sanchez. He's obviously not going to be there for the long term. Yeah. And I think for the financial, the financial commitment to Sanchez is just frightening. I think he's obviously age-wise coming towards the tail end, tail end of his career. Um, and I, I honestly think it's not as good of a deal or big of a player as uh, people are making out. Mkhitaryan, again, he's 29 as well. So you've got two players who you would argue their best days are behind them. Um, Mkhitaryan, obviously, always wanted to play for Arsenal. Um, I think he will suit Wenger's style, but I'm going to ask where he's going to play. Ozil has been phenomenal since the term of the year. Um, Mkhitaryan wants to play in that central role and unless Wenger plays two attacking midfielders like real attacking midfielders Mm. uh, then Mkhitaryan's going to get stuck out wide and we're going to have the same problem so hate to be negative but (laughs) I think it's been blown out of proportion and I, I don't think either team has achieved what fans and the media are making out Right, yeah, okay, fair, fair enough. Um, there was a bit of a silence there from yourself. I know, I know that was a lot to digest, but yeah, I, I, I just don't see how this is some gigantic deal. Uh, you've got two players coming towards the end of their career. Yeah, but is it, they're not. Come on, they're not like thirty-two, thirty-three yet, are they? Twenty-nine. No, they're not. So, this is like their last yeah, big move, argue, you'd say, isn't it? You could argue that Sanchez, his best years are behind him. You can say that. Like, he's 29. He's going to be 30 this year. And then, you know, is he is he still going to have the same impact as he did three years ago at Arsenal? Or uh, is he a better player now than he was when he was at Barcelona? But what all he needs to I do is is perform well for two seasons. If Manu win the league in one of those two seasons and it's because of Sanchez's performances, he'll have done his job, like Van Persie oh, yeah. did. Then, exactly. That's what they're looking for is that two-season, you know, that two-season yeah. uh, impact rather than long-term. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think, do you know what I mean? I just think that maybe it's been blown out of proportion a little bit. Yeah, I think that the finances involved probably on Sanchez's side with his wages and everything is kind of blowing it up a bit as well. But I think from a footballing perspective, he'd have been much better waiting and going to Man City, even though he probably would have earned less money. Well, I'm pretty sure he would definitely have earned less money. 
I guess it comes down to whether, as a footballer, you value money or you value trophies and what you can look back in years to come and say, I won this, or you sit there and look at your bank balance. Yeah. Uh, also, you can see, you know, Sanchez, maybe he's going to, he's thinking he's just going to come into Man City and slot in and continue. And he'll just be one of the 11 of a great team. Maybe at United, he'll be a bit more of a star. He'll be a bit more relied on. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, maybe there's a bit more work to do, isn't there, at United? If you yeah. go into City, then the work's done pretty much. You've just got to maintain it. With yeah. United, there's a bigger challenge. And if he can bring a Premier League trophy to them, then I think that will... Uh, fulfill the reason why he's gone to United but anyway we think they'll beat Yeovil <laughs> put it that way. put it that way let's put that crazy deal behind us yeah so before we move on to the football league action just a couple of outsiders oddswise at least that I'd like to mention uh just want to get your opinion I think Wigan could be one to look out for to upset West Ham United this weekend. Wigan at home, odds of 31-20. to 20. They knocked out Bournemouth, of course, in the last round in a FA Cup replay. They beat Bournemouth 3-0 at home. And West Ham have got a bit of an injury crisis at the moment. They've got no Lanzini for a month. They've got no Anatovic for three weeks and no Carroll for three months. With few recognised strikers and without their two main danger men in Lanzini and Anatovic, I could definitely see Wigan causing an upset. Yeah, um, Wigan have been fantastic in League One, haven't they? And, they have. Uh, yeah, just as you know, just as we thought they may have a a tough game last week, um, I think we we both kind of doubted them a bit, yeah, didn't we? we? Did. Uh, yeah. I certainly did. Yeah, and um, they. Brought home the bacon in in champions fashion uh, was not an easy game away at Plymouth. Um, and not, like, as we said, they've already beat Bournemouth um, in the FA Cup. They're at home. It's definitely something to keep an eye on. Definitely. Um, yeah, just lost the one. Sorry, they've lost just one home game this season, Wigan, in the league at least. So. Very, very strong there. Um, and the final one I wanted to mention for the FA Cup is Southampton against Watford. And that's Watford at 3-1. to one. And this is mainly relying on, one, the new manager bounce that Watford could possibly get um, after they sacked Marco Silva at the weekend. And number two, how poor Southampton are at the moment. They are absolutely diabolical. And I feel like uh, Pellegrino is probably one bad result away from the sack. You you would imagine. You would imagine. Um, yeah, it's it's not a happy place, is it? And what do you think to the, the silver sacking? Uh, they're blaming the interest from Everton. Uh, they're saying that it distracted him, etc. What do you think? Um... If they're putting it down to that reason, I guess it's it's hard to tell from an outsider perspective looking in. But results definitely weren't good. But on the other hand, he's one of the most promising younger managers in the Premier League. And he'll definitely get another job in the league, I'm sure. I, I think he'd have turned it round, to be honest. But it's just typical Watford, isn't it? You know, have a manager for six months, a season, sack him, get somebody else in that nobody's ever heard of, sack him. Repeat. Copy and paste. Yeah. yeah. What I would say is, for me, 
I think if the manager is not 100% committed to the club, it is 100% the right decision. Um, if there's even a seed of doubt and, you know, if he feels that he's been, you know, maybe he, he feels distracted or maybe he feels that, um, you know, he's, he's just waiting for the next offer, then he's going to leave. Yeah, this is the right thing to do to, to get rid of him. Yeah. Um, because you can't have the man at the top not committed. No, I, you, I'd you agree just can't. I agree with that. Uh, I'm going to make a prediction. I think uh, Pellegrino will soon be getting the sack. And I think Marco Silva could actually be the next Southampton manager. Perfect job. Bigger stadium. Hopefully more money for him to yeah. spend. Uh, arguably a better playing staff on paper. Why not? Why not? So, uh, one to look out for there as I've gazed into my crystal ball. Um, right, yeah. let's move on to the championship then, Tom. Do you want to kick us off with what few options we have here? Yeah, there's not too much going on in the championship. Just the four games. Uh, I'll just run through them quick. We've got Barnsley, Fulham, Brentford, Norwich, Bristol City, QPR, and Ipswich Wolves. Um, so... The Wolves are wounded, aren't they, at the moment? They are. A, a, a little blip. I'm sure that's all yeah, it is. Just a blip. Yeah, they're limping a bit. But uh, I'm actually thinking that, although it's not a strong tip, uh, I think they will get a victory away at Ipswich. Uh, Ipswich, have, they've been really poor uh, recently. Just won one of their last seven games. It was a 1-0 win at home against Leeds. Uh, but... Their home record has been pretty in and out. Um, it, it's nothing to really write home about. And uh, we all still expect Wolves to uh, win promotion. I think they're going to turn it around eventually. And I think it could be this weekend. They're 8-13 if you uh, do fancy them. But just to warn everyone, they haven't won in the last four. So uh, it's not the hottest streak Wolves have had this season. No. Clearly, I think they're still head and shoulders the best team in the champ, and it's just a blip that they'll overcome. But um, I do think there are there are more comfortable and better games to bet on for those kind of odds uh, around all the games. Yeah, the, this weekend. the odds are the odds are not what n- not what we're looking for. But uh, yeah, share with us what you what you have. Uh, a team which is better odds, and I think will definitely win is Fulham away at Barnsley. They're twenty-one to twenty, so just a shade over evens. Uh, just the one win in thirteen games for Barnsley, so they're really struggling to to get some wins together and to pull themselves away from the relegation zone. Fulham, on the other hand, they're on red hot form. They're just one point off the playoffs now. Uh, they won six nil last weekend against Burton. That was on Tom Bomproof treble, as we'll go into later in the show. And I think they're they're really good value to get another win, which would be their fifth in seven games, if they can get it. Yeah. um, For me, this is the the other game that you can bet on uh, in the championship this weekend. I don't fancy the other two personally. No. Um, And yeah, Fulham, definitely 21-20 is a better price and a safer bet than Wolves 100%. Okay, right. League One then, after that brief little stay in the Championship. Plenty more games in League One. There's uh, eight to choose from, so much more choice on offer. So do you want to kick us off? 
Yes, I will kick us off. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, Blackburn Rovers. So Blackburn, we all know that they're uh, they're performing admirably uh, in the league this season, especially after that dodgy, dodgy start. Uh, they are playing Northampton. Now, Northampton, they have won their last three games. I must warn the profit chasers. They have won their last three games. Um, away from home, however, they did beat uh, Bradford in that three-game streak. But before that, uh, you actually have to go back to the 11th of November for their last away win. Um, so it kind of feels like the Bradford game came out of nowhere a little bit. Um, and like I said, they're going to Ewood Park. Blackburn, they're a tight price. They're 2-5, to five, uh, but I expect the Rovers to uh, to bring home the W there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the last time Blackburn lost at home in the league was uh, way back on the 16th of September when they fell 1-0 to AFC Wimbledon. So it's a long, long time since they've lost in... In the league in general, they've not lost a game since the 17th of October. So they're really, really strong form. That's over three months now. You, you expect them to uh, to win that game. Just, again, a little bit tight on the uh, the old price there. Yeah, tight, tight on the odds, but they should win. Um, I'm going to go for a team who have really turned their fortunes around this season. And that's Gillingham. They're at home to Fleetwood and they're 7-5. to five. Now, Gillingham believe it or not, are way up in 11th in the league after they started so, so poorly. They've lost just one in their last 13 league games, including winning five out of the last seven. Um, they haven't lost a home game since they lost 2-1 to Northampton on the 21st of October. And I'll back them to continue this streak and continue to climb the table against a Fleetwood side who are pretty indifferent, better away form than home form that's that's granted but I don't think they're going to have enough to beat Gillingham on the form they're on and that sounds no. weird saying that yeah it really does um, you have to kind of think about it a little bit uh, what you're saying actually correct but uh, <laughs> yeah Gillingham are, are absolutely flying at the minute and I can see 100% why you would tip that Moving away from that, uh, there's a very, 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 very interesting game at Fratton Park. So you've got Portsmouth, who are in ninth. Uh, they are at home at Fratton Park, as I said, to Shrewsbury, who have dropped down to third, but they are still level with Blackburn on goal difference. Um, so Shrewsbury, they don't often lose. They've lost just five games um, in the league this at this whole season, they've lost one of their last seven games. Um, they have stuttered a little bit. Uh, they've got more draws recently than uh, people would expect. However, um, I do actually think that they are going to go to Portsmouth and win the game. Really? Uh, I don't know how you. Yeah, I don't know how you feel about that. They're twenty-one to ten, so they're a fantastic price. But Portsmouth, although they are notorious for being good at home, uh, they also have stuttered. Um, they've lost their last. They've lost four of the last six, um, including losses against Rotherham, against Bristol Rovers, and they actually lost two 0 away at Shrewsbury on the twenty third of December. So I think this, by no means, is a definite tip. But twenty-one to ten, I think 
is a very nice little price. Uh, no, I'd disagree with that one. I'd go down the middle. 11-5 to five draw. I'd also say score draw as well for this. Portsmouth have got the third best home record in the entire league, you know. They've lost uh, only lost three of their 14 games, winning nine, drawing two. I think uh, two good sides. Shrewsbury, as you said, haven't been quite up to the standards they set at the start of the season recently. But they've not really been losing, um, drawing many. And I think this is going to be another draw in what has been a pretty long run of draws. Four, right? <laughs> Whatever you call one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you call one of them, they're having it. <laughs> um, yeah, I can see what you're saying, but uh, I honestly think that that Portsmouth form is the teams that they've played uh, have not been fantastic recently. Um, and I honestly think that Shrewsbury will surprise people and they will get the victory. And like I said, they're 21 to 10. So mm. they're very attractive. Maybe I'm just a bit bitter because of uh, them costing the bomb-proof treble last weekend. but uh, it's, ve- it's very likely. That is, that is extremely likely. <laughs> it's very li- I, No, I appreciate what you're saying. You know, they, they, uh, they've only registered one win this year, um, but they don't often lose. And uh, I really think Shrewsbury will will actually pick up the win. Uh, we're forgetting that you know they're joint second. Pay them some more respect. I love the Shrews. Come on, I do pay them respect. Uh, Just not this weekend. I know, I know Tommy. <laughs> uh, for me, League One is getting a bit dicey. One more thing I'd just like to mention, just in case you're thinking of betting on South Envy Scunthorpe. You see Scunthorpe currently sitting in uh, fourth place in the league and you see Southend down in 20th. Southend have lost eight games out of the last nine, uh, not in very good form, but they have just appointed Chris Powell as their new manager. So if you're looking at the table, looking at the form and thinking Scunthorpe should probably win, uh, just bear a thought to the the Chris Powell effect, which may take hold at Southend this weekend. Chris Powell effect. I'm <laughs> glad he's back in management. I don't know why. I love Chris Powell. I like Chris Powell. I don't Powell. have any like real affiliation to him. Like He never managed. He actually played for Derby and was on the Leicester coaching staff and played for Leicester. Um, so I should hate him. But I really don't. I love Chris Powell. <laughs> and I, I really hope that he does well. Yeah, me too. He seems a really nice guy. Yeah, I just, I just really like him. <laughs> Um, anyway, League One is pretty much uh, dead for this week, so let's move on to League Two. Uh, roughly about the same amount of games um, available. Tom, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, roughly the same amount of games available and roughly the same amount of games to tip, I think, for this. Um, I'm going to start us off with probably the one that I'm most confident in this weekend in this division and that's Swindon at home to crew. Swindon are four to five to get the victory here. Um, they've improved a lot recently Swindon. They had a little bit of a wobble but they're they're in tenth. They're just three points away from the playoff positions and five away from the automatic promotion positions and they're playing a crew side who are currently occupying 20th in the league. Uh, Swindon have won four games out of their last six, including the last two at home, whereas Crewe, on the other hand, have 
lost four games out of their last six. So I think Swindon will win this one fairly comfortably. They've also got a really good record against Crewe as well at home. They won previously 4-3, 2-0, 5-0 and 4-1. So good record, good form against a side who aren't particularly on great form themselves. And I think that'll be three points for Swindon. Yeah, I think when you look at the games in League 2, uh, this is definitely, definitely the biggest um, the biggest opportunity to pick a winner. Uh, I 100% agree. And yeah, I would share everything you said and I will uh, also be tweet. I'll also be tipping Swindon. Um, they're the, actually the only team I've got wrote down, funnily enough. <laughs> um, I do have wrote down be wary of Luton. Just be a bit wary because they have not been the mighty Luton that we have come to expect for the majority of this season recently. Um, they've lost their last three away games in a row this weekend. Again, they're away at Grimsby. Grimsby are in dreadful form themselves. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if Luton did win. But just beware. Um, take into account the current form. The history recently between the two sides, Luton don't have a good record recently at Grimsby. Uh, there are much safer things to bet on at under-evens than Luton. Two beautiful parts of the world as well. Oh, yeah. Together. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> two beautiful places. Anyone who listens from abroad, uh, if you ever come to England, Grimsby and Luton, must visit. Absolutely must visit. I, I, must, I must say... They are absolute Costa del Grimsby. <laughs> Be- beautiful, beautiful. As soon as you land um, in Luton Airport. Oh. oh, yeah. It's just the views are breathtaking. So, I think that pretty much wraps up uh, what we have to offer this week. I do apologise if people are expecting more from the leagues. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, it, there's not bags going on this week. But... You know, plenty of football natter and still, still, there's some opportunity. Yeah, that's right. And as we say so often, uh, no tips are better than dodgy tips. So we'd rather give you better, less at better quality. So let's recap last week's bomb-proof troubles, shall we, Tom? Starting at Craven Cottage, it was probably the most comfortable result any of us have had all season. I chose Fulham. And they won 6-0 at home to Burton Albion. He also chose Blackburn. And they got a comfortable 2-1 win away at Fleetwood. However, it was West Ham that cost the bomb-proof treble. Uh, they could only come from a goal behind to draw 1-1 with Bournemouth at home to cost the BPT. And unfortunately, it was a pretty similar story with my own. I had Mansfield. They had 10 men. And they won 3-2 against the nine men of Cheltenham. He also had Northampton Town. They beat MK Dons 2-1 at home in what seems like a routine victory. And it was heartbreak, frustration, anger, contentious decisions, unbelievable goalkeeping. At Shrewsbury, they drew 2-2 with Doncaster after being 2-0 up and cruising after the goalkeeper for Shrewsbury walked it over his own goal line. <laughs> it's not funny because 
Obviously, that that <laughs> cost that cost a, that treble was worth uh, what 135 quid off a tenner. Right, guys. Honestly, I'm not even joking. Please go on Shrewsbury Towns YouTube and have a look at their highlights between them and Doncaster. You will not believe your eyes. Don't look. And- <laughs> don't look. <laughs> it will make you angry. Don't watch it. Don't watch it unless it's after the watershed. Because, <laughs> oh my God, unbelievable stuff. Um, yeah, that that's football for you. I both thought we had it sewn up pretty much. Yeah, um, but we did. Yeah, obviously West Ham as well. Just I watched the game. Um, they just didn't have enough. They just didn't do enough. Yeah. Um, at least it was a rotten heartbreak like yourself. No, it's um, uh, second week in a row now for me where I've just had one team drawing that's let me down. The week before it was Wolves that drew away at Barnsley. Uh, this week's uh, Shrewsbury. So hopefully the bad luck is out of the way now and um, we can move on and get a bit of success because the cards aren't quite falling right for us, but we're nearly there. Yeah, so close. And uh, if you take into account mine as well, obviously my team drew. Uh, that's three of our last four that have lost by one team. So we're knocking on the door. We'll we'll get yeah. there. Absolutely. Uh, it's not even been that long since our last win. I think we last won like three weeks ago, something like that. Yeah, three four um, weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not even been that long. Uh, we just we want to provide. So uh, anyway, we will try and do so this weekend. So, guys, it is time for this week's Bombproof Troubles. Um, they are the world-famous part of the show uh, where we put together all of our knowledge, research, and insight. Um, we put it all together and choose a treble that we think you guys can bet on, and it will definitely return you some profit. So I'm going to start in the FA Cup. I'm going to go for Millwall. They're 4-7. to seven. They're at home to Rochdale in championship action. We have Fulham away at Barnsley. They're 21 to 20. And in League One, we've got Blackburn. They're at home to Northampton and they are 2 to 5. And £10 on pays 45 back. Yeah, not the biggest returns we've ever had, but that should definitely win. The Millwall should comfortably win against Rochdale. Blackburn should win against Northampton. And then Fulham definitely should win against Barnsley. So, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of going uh, going a little bit back to basics. <laughs> I'm trying to, uh, you know, I'm trying to pick out something just to get the ball rolling because I imagine, uh, just as we were talking off air, yours is going to return a little bit more than me. <laughs> yeah, once again, uh, we're I say we're reaching for the stars, but again, it's three teams who you you look at and you think, yeah, on paper, on form. They definitely should win. Um, so I'm going to go with Forest away at Hull. Come on, you Reds. Do it for me. Karanka's boys. They're 2-1. to one. I'm also going to go for Gillingham in their League One fixture at home to Fleetwood. And they're 7-5. to five. And I'm going to go for Swindon at home to Crewe. And they're 4-5. to five. And £10 on that one pays 129 back. 129. 129. You dwarfed me. This is like being in the ura- in the urinal <laughs> at, a rest- at a restaurant, and then you notice the guy is standing two paces back, 
who's peeing next to you. And you just... <laughs> Obviously, two very different spectrums in terms of return, in, in terms of uh, potential profit. But hey, it's money's money. <laughs> and if mine can win and return just under 50 quid, that'll be absolutely great. If yours yeah, can absolutely. win, uh, and obviously it will be a great return. If they both win, oh, we're laughing. Absolutely. Again, like with last week's treble, three teams who should all win, as they nearly did and should have done last week. Again, it's it's just, I think I've picked out teams here at, at good value odds and they should all win. Yeah, absolutely. They, they should all win. Um, so fingers crossed we are celebrating some profit because as we said we've been so close the last few weeks uh, um, I do also have a, a big value treble for everybody out there oh just for a bit wow. of bit of fun just just uh, on the FA Cup games so that's Forest to win at 2-1 to one. Wigan to win at home to West Ham at 31-20 um, to 20. And Watford to win away at Southampton at three to one, and if you were to put ten pounds on that, it'd pay an astronomical three hundred and six pounds. Oof! Wow! Wow! Pretty tasty. Yeah, man. I mean, the thing is, though, you can see them all happening. It's just if they'll all happen on the same day, right? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, definitely. Yeah, you can make individual cases, no problem. It's just they obviously uh, for them all to happen at the same time. Uh, Kind of unlikely, but uh, we wouldn't be surprised because uh, yeah, we uh, we really do think they could happen. Um, so that was a bumper of trebles. Let's talk about keeping in touch with us after the show. Um, so you can get at us on Twitter. So t underscore fb podcast is the best way to keep in touch with us. Um, we share all kinds of football news, funnies, odds, whatever it is. Uh, we try and keep that nice and up to date. Uh, we're on Facebook as well, www.facebook.com slash footballbettingpodcast uh, for that. Uh, if you'd like to email us, uh, we are footballbettingpodcast at gmail.com and Tom is going to tell you a little bit about the website. Yeah, please do come to the website, www.footballbettingpodcast.co.uk. You can find the blog on there uh, where we try to update as regularly as possible with our opinions and thoughts and you can also submit your own content to the blog if you're a keen content writer and want to get your word out there. Um, you can also go on the forum which we're trying to get up and running so we can all share tips and insight and just have a chat amongst each other on which bets we fancy for the weekend and of course there's a free bet section where we've linked up with numerous bookies so you can get the best free bets when you open an account with uh, that particular bookmaker. Absolutely yeah. Uh... Imagine putting, you know, 20 quid on your bet instead of 10. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> um, this, the returns would be uh, pretty handsome. Yeah. So we're not going to linger too much on fantasy football. Um, obviously, the Premier League uh, is not on this weekend. Thank God, because I had a shocker. Um, I didn't. If people... let's, not, let's not brush over that. <laughs> We, what did you do then? We, right, we spent week after week, week bashing me at fantasy last, football. Last week you couldn't get off the topic quick enough. This week, however, I got 72 points. I did really well. Well, that's good. Where did you move? You moved up to 44th. Yeah, I did. I'm closing on that top, on that 40th position. Get me out of the relegation zone. <laughs> <laughs> 
because honestly, I'm, I'm being true to my word. You won't be allowed to play next year <laughs> if, if you don't problem, stay up. I'm on. I'm on a charge now. I'm on a real roll. Well, well you're currently uh, how many? You're currently about 40, 48 points off uh, relegation. Easy. So it's going to take something pretty special. Not a problem. Um, I've, got, I've got triple captain left. If you would like to join Fantasy Football, uh, Tom will put it in the description of the podcast. Um, or if you prefer just to ask us outright on Facebook, Twitter or whatever, uh, we will allow you to join. Uh, there is a free bet for the winner. Um, so currently landing that juicy free bet is still Niall McNally. Um, he is doing his thing. He is 29 points clear. Uh, bring the maction. Um, Captain Deguero always helps when he scores a hat trick. Yeah, um, so th- pretty much that's all he had last week. It kept him afloat. <laughs> uh, but we've got Tom Arnold, Charlie Donnelly, Daniel Atkinson making up the Champions League spots. So uh, pretty exciting. I think we've got just under fifty teams. Uh, no, fifty exactly in the league. So. Uh, yeah, exciting times. Join along if you fancy a bit of extra fun. Absolutely. Uh, and finally, the last thing for me to say is that if you have enjoyed the show, the best thing you can do for us is go on iTunes and give us a rating. And if you're extra kind, a review as well. Um, that'll just help us move up the rankings and continue to grow the podcast so we can bring you uh, an even better show moving forward. 100%. Um Christmas and birthday wrapped into one. If you can uh, leave us a, a review on iTunes, guys, we'd really appreciate it. We would indeed. So there's nothing left to say from me other than thanks for listening as ever. We hope to hear from you again next week and good luck for the bets for the weekend. Yeah, good luck, guys. Hopefully we'll see some winning bet slips on Saturday. Thanks, guys. <laughs>